what's going on elementals thank you everybody for tuning in today to another episode of the elemental evan show for the longtime listeners thank you all very much for tuning in once again and if you are a new listener thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen into this episode uh for those of you who don't really know who I am, I'm a health coach. My name is Evan Roberts. I'm also a yoga teacher and breathwork teacher, as well as a meditation teacher. And realistically, I love everything regarding health and, you know, health science, anything, you know, around us living a better life uh, altogether from, you know, the holistic perspective of mental health to your physical health to your spiritual health and your relationships, everything. Under that umbrella, I am super into it, and that's why I have this podcast. I just want to provide all of you with some really great information that is easily digestible so you don't have to go out there and read all of the kind of monotonous and boring uh, scientific studies, but rather I can break them down for you here, and you can go ahead and apply these things into your life today right after listening to this episode and especially with today's episode you're going to be walking away with a lot of tangible information that you're going to be able to apply right away today if you wanted to do it so i'm really excited for this one this is a topic i've wanted to get into for a while now uh but before i really dive into today's episode i have to let you all know especially since you are all my listeners and you actually care about your health and you enjoy listening to me talk obviously uh so i really wanted to take out the time from this episode to let you know that i have five spots left for health coaching okay so i have limited space always because i only take on so many clients at a time because i want to give you my full attention that i possibly can give and so if you're kind of wondering like what health coaching is, I did put out an episode uh, a few weeks ago that kind of covers it. But to give you the short rundown, if you are dealing with, you know, really high stress levels, if you have a few extra pounds you've been wanting to shed, if you've been wanting to just clean up your diet, or, you know, you're looking for a diet that's going to lead to longevity, aka a long life and make you feel good and, you know, just have a better relationship with food, uh, then please reach out to me. I work with a lot of people who have gut issues and high stress levels. So if that's you, reach out to me. Do it soon because I do only have so many spots open at a time. But as of right now, I have five spots open and I would love to take one of you on. So if you're interested in this, go ahead and you can email me or DM me on Instagram. Okay, so my email I will have posted in the show notes along with my Instagram handle. But my email is elemental.evanhw at gmail.com. And then my Instagram handle is elemental underscore Evan. So go ahead and reach out to me on either one of those if you're interested in some health coaching. I'd love to work with you. Um, and even if you just want to hear a little bit more about it, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to do a free health consultation with you. And let's see if this is you know a good fit for you. So, okay. Now, with that out of the way, I also wanted to mention that tomorrow, well, actually, it's today. So the release of your of this episode, which is Wednesday, is going to be uh, National Green Juice Day, I believe is what they're calling it. Um, so this is January 26th. It's a Wednesday. And in you know lieu of this day, Organifi is doing a deal where they are now upping the percentage off of your order. So for example, I usually am able to give you a 20% discount, but tomorrow I believe it will be a 25% discount on any orders 
that you make through Organifi. And if you haven't already tried their green juice, then I have no idea what you're doing. It is literally the best tasting green juice I think I've ever had. And I've had some pretty nasty green juices. Uh, so it's really nice when you find a good one. Um, but also one reason that I really love the green juice is because they have a very solid amount of ashwagandha in there. And it's just a very easy and pleasurable way to get your ashwagandha in uh, for the day. And if you're kind of wondering like, what the heck is ashwagandha? Let me just put it this way. If you are, if you are a highly stressed individual, ashwagandha is for you. <laughs> it literally helps to um, promote better health in the adrenals uh, and also helps with cortisol levels. So if you're a highly stressed individual, you probably have elevated cortisol levels for longer than you should be having them elevated. And ashwagandha is going to help regulate that and also heal up your adrenal glands. So definitely, definitely look into the green juice if you are a, a highly stressed individual. Um, and then aside from that, it's just a great cleansing green juice. So go ahead and check them out. I have it posted in the show notes. You can click on the link right there. It's going to take you to their page. Go get that green juice. Or if you're looking for something a little more tasty, even though that green juice is bomb, I love the red juice. The red juice is literally like Kool-Aid basically tasting, but it has so many benefits to it. And it gives you a really steady energy that doesn't crack you out like coffee where <laughs> you might get a little jittery. Uh, this is a very calm and steady energy. So go check them out. Uh, like I said, I got it posted in the show notes. You get 25% uh, off if you order today. So this is Wednesday, okay, on the 26th of January. If you order today, you get 25% off and they might even be doing free shipping. So check it out. Today's the day to buy it if you're going to do it. Uh, like I said, post it in the show notes, so go give them a check. Alrighty, now, moving on to the episode, I'm super pumped for today's episode. Uh, this is, like I said, one that I've been wanting to do for a really long time now, and the reason I've wanted to do it for so long is because I have gone through a whole experience where um, I've gone from really poor foot health to really pretty solid foot health. So yes, that's obviously the topic of this episode. It's all about the feet and kind of like shoes and how they are literally destroying our foot health and why we need to toss those, you know, Nike sneakers or whatever kind you got going on. So um, first off though, I wanted to kind of just start off with the first shoe that we actually know of. So in, it was 2008, there was a shoe discovered in a cave in Armenia. And when the scientists uh, dated it, they said that it was about 5,500 years old and was about a uh, women's size seven shoe. So, a, you know, this is a super old shoe. It's amazing that it was still preserved and able to be, you know, found and traced back to 5,500 years ago. And really all it is, is a cowhide with a leather string binding it together. And then there was some straw inside the shoe, which we're guessing was probably meant for either warmth or padding. Uh, likely it was a little bit of both probably, um, especially probably for the warmth because straw is probably a little bit of padding, but realistically straw would help really kind of insulate your foot, especially if you're walking in cold areas. Um, and that's kind of the whole reason we even had shoes in the first place. So obviously people walked around barefoot for most, you know, most of their lives back in the day. Um, but 
when you're walking through snow or maybe an area with a lot of thorns or something of that nature, you're going to want a layer of protection between your foot and the ground, right? That just kind of makes sense. Obviously, that's why we have shoes. They're a great invention for what they are meant to do. And that is to provide a layer of protection between you and the outside world for your feet. So that's awesome. That's really great. And it was a solid invention, um, you know, with great intentions. But it's gotten pretty skewed from what it was meant to be. So obviously, if you look at a shoe today, it does not look like the original shoes that we found in this cave in Armenia. Okay, our shoes have lifted heels, they have tons of cushion in them, and the toe box is pointed and super, super narrow, which does not fit the design of our foot. Because I don't know about you, but if you walk around barefoot, my heel isn't naturally higher than my toes, nor are my toes meant to be, you know, overlapping over each other, you know, and, and literally cramped in this little tiny toe box. So yeah, those are kind of the issues we have with our shoes right now. But how did we get from that shoe found in the Armenian cave to these really, you know, kind of weird looking shoes that aren't even designed to um, you know, in the shape of our foot. Really, they're designed for a different function. And that function is actually horseback riding. So obviously, throughout time, we have seen the shoe develop from the, you know, what was found in that Armenian cave, which, by the way, I am posting a link in the show notes, which you can click on, and it will show you what the shoe looked like. So if you would like to pull that up for reference, it's there for your uh, viewing pleasure. <laughs> and Anyways, so getting from there to what we have now went through a long process and, you know, eventually it made its way. If you look at like a lot of Greek and Roman statues, you see a lot of sandals, which uh, was another good way of putting a layer between you and the ground because obviously in those areas it's not super cold so uh they don't need a ton of covering and and um, insulation but rather they just need something between their feet and the ground so when they're running or something you know they don't have to worry about stepping on anything sharp which is really handy but the shoes that we have today were actually designed for stirrups. So for those of you who have never ridden a horse or don't know what a stirrup is, when you hop on a horse, on the side of the horse, there's these two little metal, they're not circular, but they're two little metal rings basically. And they're meant for you to slide your feet into them so that you have a place to kind of rest your feet as you're riding the horse. Well, obviously it's much easier to fit your foot into this stirrup if you have a pointed toe that's able to you know easily enter into this metal ring and then there's a heel on the shoe that is you know very pronounced and obviously very obvious and what that's meant to do is catch the stirrup so your foot doesn't go too far into the stirrup so literally if you think of a men's dress shoe what does it look like well, it's pointed at the toe and it has a really pronounced heel on it, literally like for riding a horse. <laughs> so while that's awesome, if you're riding a horse and probably really great, it's not so good for your feet long term when you're just living life and playing sports. You know, this is not what it was meant for. So nowadays, when you're looking at a shoe, you know, it's like, the real issue here is that tiny toe box that was meant for entering the stirrup, you know, uh, making it easier to enter that stirrup. What that's doing to your foot 
is actually causing your toes to grow in a deformed manner. So even myself, which, you know, God bless my mom, you know, she was doing her best with what she had, but I grew super quick. You know, I'm, I'm almost 6'3", and as a kid, I swear I grew like a foot in one summer. So obviously, like, you know, I was growing really quickly, but the shoes that I was wearing were not adapted to my foot. And so as I was growing, you know, and I was outgrowing my shoes, my toe boxes were so small that my toes are actually curved. Like when they developed, they grew in a curved manner to accommodate the tiny and constricting toe box of my shoes. So not now because I've actually done a lot of work with my toes, but back in the day, if you were to look at my toes, they were actually overlapping each other to a degree, which is crazy. You know, they were literally being forced into a point, which is really, really unnatural. If you ever look at any um, feet of people who are still living in a very, you know, natural or maybe like indigenous manner, um, like tribes down in South, uh, South America or something like that, if you ever look at their feet, their toes are really, really spread out. They're meant to grip the earth, you know, and, and create a very stable platform for you to stand on. Because if you think about it, to have a more stable surface, you want to cover more surface area, correct? Well, if your toes are all pinched together and really not able to branch out and grip the earth and provide a solid platform, well, that's going to make you less balanced than a person who has really wide toes. So that's the first thing is it's going to affect your balance over time by having your toes all crimped together. Now, the big one that I know a lot of people deal with is these small toe boxes are causing bunions on your, on your feet. So for those of you who do not know what a bunion is, right below your big toe on the inside of your foot, there's what they call a growth, you know? So basically like a little bulge or a ball coming off of your, your foot. And what they do is because, uh, sorry, this causes a lot of uh, uncomfortability and also pain for a lot of people. Uh, so what the doctors will do is they'll take you in and do surgery on your foot where they shave down that growth so that your foot looks normal, basically. It looks like, you know, you don't have a growth sticking out of your uh, foot. But here's the thing. They didn't shave off a growth. They shaved off your foot. That is your bone that was meant to be there, but your big toe has literally dislodged itself from the place it was meant to be and moved in to the other, uh, closer to the other toes to accommodate the shoe that you're wearing so that it's more of a pointed formation with your feet. So realistically, your big toe dislodged itself and they just shaved off the bone that was meant to be there because your toe is meant to be in front of that bone. <laughs> so if you have bunions, my greatest recommendation to you, and once again, I am not a medical professional, so please take all this with a grain of salt and do your own research, right? But I am telling you because I have seen it firsthand with myself and family members that you can reverse a bunion. So I have not really had a bunion, but obviously I've worked on spacing out my toes. And the way to space out your toes is literally you can go on Amazon or I don't care where you buy it at, but they have these little um, kind of like silicone 
toe spacers, I guess is what you would call them. And they just fit in between your toes and you can wear them basically all day, especially if you can fit that in your shoe, uh, then you can wear it literally all day. Uh, especially if you're around the house, feel free to just throw these on. And what it's going to do, it's going to help space out your toes again to where they're meant to be. Now, do not do this and expect it to happen overnight because it will not. It is going to take a really long time for you to reposition your toes basically because if you think about it, you've been going years with these shoes and just allowing your toes to grow in this manner. So for all the years that you've been wearing shoes, you have to remember that it's not going to just happen quickly to regrow your toes in the correct position. So be patient and give it the proper time that it deserves to reposition itself and, and become you know a healthy foot again. But it is possible. So definitely, if you have bunions or your toes are all crimped together, get those toe spacers. I highly recommend them. Uh, also, you can go ahead and if you are sitting watching TV, go ahead and place a finger between each toe and just keep it there for five or 10 minutes or however long you want to. And then you can remove your hand and just see your toes will kind of be all spread out and they'll eventually kind of make their way back together. But it's a good way of kind of spacing out the toes. Also with that, you can use a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball and just roll your foot over the ball. This is going to help really open up and release uh, a lot of tension in the, in the fascia and the ligaments and tendons in your feet, right? Uh, which will help your toes and your whole foot really just get back to where it needs to actually be. So uh, that's a really you know, probably the biggest thing I could recommend is, is doing those two things, get toe spacers and roll your feet out. They really need to be rolled out. And the reason I'm telling you to roll them out is because you have literally 26 bones, 33 joints, 107 ligaments, 19 muscles, and most importantly, 7,000 to 200,000 nerve endings in your feet. Okay, that's, that's just one foot alone will have all of those. So there's a lot going on in your foot. And it requires a lot of care to really work out all those 107 different ligaments and the 33 different joints and the 19 different muscles, right? There's a lot of things going on that are going to need a lot of care and attention to get back to normal. So, okay, that was the toe box, right? <laughs> there, there's a, a whole issue there with that. But then let's move on to the next point, which is um, the lifted heel and the insoles that we have in our shoes, which are way too cushiony. So I know that probably just struck a chord with a lot of you who maybe stand all day and you're thinking, uh, dude, I stand on my feet eight hours a day. I need some Tempur-Pedic style insoles to really help cushion me throughout the day. And I know what you mean because I've worked retail where I've literally stood at, in, you know, at the front of a door for like four hours at a time, okay? So I get it, your feet can hurt. But here's the deal with that. When you have your foot lifted at the heel and you have a super cushiony insole, what you're doing is you're training your foot to apply pressure in areas that it doesn't need to be applying pressure. So we have all this weight going down towards our toes, whereas if we had a lower heel, our feet would be planted on the ground evenly, right? There wouldn't be any part of our you know, foot that's lifted or anything like that. They would be naturally flat on the ground, 
okay? And this is going to help distribute the weight of your body all throughout your foot. Also, having your toes you know, wide and able to grip the ground and provide even more stability is going to help take off a little bit of pressure, right? But with the cushiony insoles, the reason I am largely against these is because they are literally crippling your feet. So the reason I say that is because think about if you wore a cast, if you've ever had a cast on any part of your body, for myself, for example, I've had a cast on my leg. So when I got my cast off, I looked at my muscle, actually it was my calf muscle, and it was just like flabby. I mean, you could just play with that thing and it would just, it, would, it just looked like a, a flabby piece of meat, you know, it was crazy because I hadn't done any physical activity with it, right? Well, that's what's happening to your foot. Your foot, like I said, has all these different components in it. You know, the 26 bones, 33 joints, 107 ligaments, 19 muscles, and then the 7,000 to 200,000 nerve endings, okay? That's really the big part I wanna hit here, which by the way, the reason that there's a huge gap from 7,000 to 200,000 is just because in the research, I was not able to find a clear example on where, where how, how much we actually have in terms of nerve endings, so I just wanted to give the range. Uh, but anyways, that's not that important. What I'm trying to say is, when you walk barefoot, your foot is doing something that is incredibly important. It is literally sensing the world around you through the sense of touch, right? Now, having these 7,000 to 200,000 nerve endings, what you're doing is you're sending a message up to your brain and back down to your foot in literally milliseconds, okay? It's happening extremely fast. And what's happening is your foot is sensing the ground that it's walking on. So, for example, if there are a lot of rocks on the road that you're walking on, what happens to your foot? Your foot feels the sharpness of the rock poking it. It sends this message to the brain, and then that message comes back down to the foot to relax in the area of the foot that is being poked by the rock and also helps to tense up in other areas to provide support uh, uh, for the foot. So your foot is literally sensing the ground that it's walking on constantly as it takes each step. This is really important because when you're wearing a insole that is so cushiony that you could step on a nail basically and not even notice that it's really that sharp, well, what you're doing is a disservice to your foot. Your foot is not able to sense the way it should be sensing. So when we walk barefoot, we are actually allowing our foot to regain sensitivity in all these nerve endings and work the way it was meant to work, which is being able to feel the ground and to use all these different joints and ligaments and muscles and bones to move in certain ways that relieve pressure in some parts of the foot, but then tighten in other parts of the foot. Uh, really, our feet are so intricate and there's a lot going on. Not only that, they are also the base of your body, right? Most of the time, we're walking or we're standing. So what's the first point of contact between you and the earth? It's your feet, right? Well, the reason that's so important is because if your feet are not working properly and doing what they're meant to do, this is going to lead to issues all throughout your body. So think about this, if you, you know, it's like if you're not able to use your feet correctly, other parts of your body are going to have to overly compensate 
to make up for that, right? You can even think about people who only use their right hand for everything. You know, it's kind of uneven. Now you have a really strong right side, but your left side isn't very strong. Well, the same thing can happen in your body. You can have these imbalances where if your body isn't able to really create a solid platform to walk on, well, that means your calf muscles, your hamstrings, your quads, your lower back, your glutes, everything is going to be working maybe in a little bit of an off way to make sure that you are able to walk properly and balance properly and all these different things. But if you were to just simply allow your foot to do what it was meant to do, you're going to help heal a lot of things in your body. So even like back pain, now don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things that cause back pain, so I'm not just saying that it's your feet, but it can be something to do with your feet, uh, not you know working properly, and it can lead to lower back pain if you are not you know using your feet properly, basically. And not only lower back pain, but also just like, in your hips, you can sometimes have, you know, one hip that's slightly uh, higher than the other just from the way you stand and, you know, not paying enough attention to your feet and the way they're, you know, being planted on the ground and, and are you favoring one side? You know, there's so many different proponents that go into this, but really at the end of the day, if you are able to kick off your shoes and just go barefoot, and I'm not saying to do this like all day, every day, especially if you live in a city, but just try to get barefoot as much as you can. And if you're able to go out and get onto, you know, some, some trails barefoot, if you're able, uh, or even just some grass, anything where you are making a direct connection with the earth and your foot is going to be super beneficial for your feet. Also, if you wear shoes all the time, go out barefoot and see how long you can walk on even a semi rough terrain it's probably not going to be very long. Your, your feet are going to really start to hurt because they're not used to sensing everything that they're walking on. You know, if it's a lot of rocks, your feet are not used to using all these different nerve endings and, you know, using the ligaments and, and joints in certain ways to uh, accommodate for a rough ground that you're walking on. So I highly recommend, if you're able to, to go out and get barefoot. If you go on hikes and you know there's not a lot of thorns or gl uh, glass or anything like that on the trail, then take off your feet and walk a little bit without any shoes on. Just l allow your feet to really adapt to the terrain and start to work the way they were meant to work. Okay, now, if you do live in a city like New York or Los Angeles or just any major city, then yeah, don't, definitely don't go barefoot in the city. Uh, it is, I, I do not recommend that at all, okay? Do not walk barefoot in the city. There's a lot of stuff that you do not wanna be stepping on. But if you are able to maybe go into a backyard or if you have any kind of access to um, you know nature basically, then go out there and get barefoot. That is the biggest thing you can possibly do for your feet right now and it costs you nothing, right? You can go walk outside and just do this. Now, for long term, if you obviously live in a city and you need to wear shoes, there are alternatives to the shoe you're wearing right now. Now, my favorite personal brand, and that's not to say there's others, because um, there are, but my personal favorite brand is Vivo Barefoot. I will go ahead and link them in the show notes. I am personally not affiliated with them or anything like that. I just really love their shoes, and um, they're one of the first people I know of that's been doing uh, barefoot shoes. So highly recommend them. They have some really cool shoes that don't look super tacky. Um, 
and are really great for your feet. So they have a very thin insole, right? So they're still allowing your feet to really sense the ground that they're walking on. Uh, and it's just meant to really provide that layer of protection between your foot and the ground. Uh, there's no lifted heels on it, super wide toe boxes, which is great. Um, and they've also done it in a way where it doesn't look super clown-like or anything like that because obviously, you know, having a wide toe box looks like a clown shoe, but they make them look sleek and really nice and cool. So I highly recommend them. They also have some awesome hiking boots that uh, I really love personally. But so that would be the alternative. If you are looking for shoes that you can wear that would help your feet get back to the way they should be, then looking into some barefoot shoes, possibly by Vivo if you want, um, that would be really great and it's a great option. I personally, if you ever see me walking around, I'm wearing Vivo barefoot shoes or I'm barefoot or I'm wearing sandals. So that's the other option too is sandals. Um, although you wanna be careful with the sandals, you, you don't want one with a very thick insole, once again. Um, yeah, try to get one that's a little bit thinner and maybe also flat. You definitely don't want any lift to your sandal, right? Uh, but either way, wearing a sandal is better than a shoe because you are able to spread your toes out, right? So they're not being cramped into this little shoe-toe uh, shoe coffin, right? Um, yeah, so that would be the next alternative. And then, like I said, just go get barefoot. That's really that's really the biggest thing It's just getting barefoot. And like I said, it costs you nothing. You can go do it today. If you have a backyard or even if there's a park across the street, you can go and do it right now. Uh, so I highly recommend that. And overall, just let's get back to using our bodies the way they were meant to be used. Our feet were meant to sense the ground and feel things, right? Uh, we have all those ligaments and muscles and tendons in there for a reason, right? They're in there to provide stability and create a good platform for you to walk on. So let's allow our bodies to just do what they're meant to do. And that's really the big thing is, a lot of the times we're always looking for, oh, well, what can I what can I take to make my body work better? Or what can I do to make my body work better? A lot of the times it's just getting out of the way of the body. The body has an innate intelligence that can really pretty much take care of anything. A lot of times we're just getting in the way of our own body. <laughs> like seriously, you know, uh, that's like the whole thing with fasting. It's not what's what you're putting on your plate. It's what you're taking off of your plate. When we do a fast, for example, you get rid of all these toxins and, and you're not ingesting any new toxins. So your body has the ability to actually focus on repair and rebuilding. Well, it's the same thing with our shoes. If we just get away from our shoes, our bodies are going to naturally rebuild our feet and allow them to work the way they were intended to work. So I really hope you all are able to start implementing some of these things right after this episode. And I also hope that it helps you in many different ways from, you know, your bunions to better just your feet feeling better um, as well to improve your balance and your overall strength and maybe even help with misaligned hips or any back pain. It could also actually help with that. Uh, not saying it will, but it can. So definitely give this a try. And I hope this really provides benefit to you. Remember, that's that's why I do this. Uh, this whole podcast is I just want to provide benefit to all of you and give you free knowledge, literally free knowledge, right? Uh, and and to live your best life. That's that's really what I want to do. I want to improve everyone's lives and just help things go a little bit smoother, right? So, and the first step is kicking those shoes off. <laughs> so, get them off. 
go get on the uh, on on the ground on the bare earth, you know, and let your feet do what they're meant to do. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thank you all for sticking with me through this. I know this is a little bit of a long episode, but uh, I think it has some really great information in it uh, that you can apply to your life. So go ahead and do that. And you guys already know the uh, motto here. It's do everything with good intentions. And if you're doing everything with good intentions, you got nothing to worry about. Uh, Things will tend to work out on their own. So do everything with good intentions and connect to your element, guys. Alrighty, much love to all of you. I will see you on the next episode and peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on the show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.